Independent Business Podcast is brought to you by HoneyBook, the all-in-one platform for anyone with clients. Book clients, manage projects, and get paid faster all with HoneyBook. You can use the code podcast to get 20% off your brand new account and let business flow your way. Business success does not have to be complicated. In fact, if you want to see genuine growth, the answer might be much simpler than you think. Now, this doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, but what it does mean is that simplifying your processes to align with your goals can make a world of difference in your business. And today's guest is a prime example of that. Natalie Ellis is the founder and CEO of Boss Babe, a community of over 4 million ambitious women and female entrepreneurs and host of the Boss Babe podcast. Natalie walks us through how she she was able to scale to seven figures with only one product and one funnel. And the main takeaway from this conversation is that you don't have to be doing all the things in order to be successful. You can focus on one thing and become a master at it. I absolutely love this conversation and I know you will too. So let's get into the episode. Hey everyone, this is your host, Akua Kanadu, and you're listening to the Independent Business Podcast. More people than ever are working for themselves and building profitable businesses in the process. So on this show, I get to sit down with some of the most influential authors, entrepreneurs, and creators to break down the science of self-made success so that you can achieve it too. Hello, Natalie. How are we doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yes. No, we are so excited to have you. I'm so interested to just know more about your business. I mean, you have... You first of all with Boss Babe, amazing, but also too, you have scaled to seven figures with one funnel, <laughs> um, one product, and at a low price of twenty nine dollars, <laughs> and so which is amazing because I think a lot of times as business owners, um, especially business owners who have hit seven figures, you know they have multiple streams of income, which is amazing, and that's true. But you've been able to do that with one with one product. I'm so excited for us to be able to dive in that today. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I'm excited. Yes. Okay, so what did that strategy look like for you from scaling to seven figures with the one product and one funnel? Yeah, so uh, pulling back from that a little, we've actually grown multiple eight figures in revenue with just a handful of products and just a couple of funnels. And I love to share that because I think people think there has to be a lot of complexity with your business. And I think the simpler, the better, the more that you can simplify, the more that you can amplify. And so one thing that I share is we hit our first seven figures in our first year of business with one funnel and it was a $29 product. And this is really to say, you know, there's a lot of advice online about needing to have all of these different streams of income and needing to sell at certain price points. I don't think any of that is true. I think what really, really matters is that you have a strong focus in your business. And then there's three elements that I normally talk about when it comes to, okay, you want to scale to a certain revenue level, or you want to just figure out how to make sales consistently. There's three elements every single person has to have dialed in in their business in order to do that. So I call it having a sales engine in your business. And if you don't have a sales engine in your business, every sale is guesswork. You don't know how much you're going to make every day. You don't know how much you're going to make every month. And it's constantly just guessing, throwing things at the wall and testing. Whereas when you have a sales engine in your business, you're able to bring in very consistent, predictable and scalable revenue. You know exactly what levers to pull in order to do that. And if you don't have that in your business, you really haven't found 
the operating system of your business yet. And if you don't have that in your business, it's very challenging to be able to step away or to delegate because you're asking people to create what you've never created. And so I think this is the foundation. I call it the freedom foundation that you need in your business. And there's three core elements to it. So the first is having a really great offer that has product market fit. Do you have an offer that people want to buy? Is it packaged in the right way when you think about naming, messaging, the transformation it offers? Uh, do you have something that people want to buy? And is it communicated in a way that people understand what they're buying? So that's always the first step. A lot of people think they need to build the audience first and then the product. I don't necessarily think that's the way forward. Um, Of course, you can do that and having an audience is great, but that's not necessarily the thing you need to build a business. So you have that offer. The second element is a funnel. No matter what kind of business you have, you have to have a funnel. And a funnel is basically when your ideal clients come to you, it's answering what do they need to know about my business and my offer to make an informed purchasing decision. That's all it is. And there's lots of complexity we can get into around that, but that's simply what it is. And so you've got a great offer. You think about the funnel. And then the third element, which if you don't have this element, the first two elements are completely irrelevant. The third element is a traffic source. So how are you bringing your ideal clients into your funnel to then ultimately buy your offer? And those three things together form what I call a sales engine. And it's the main thing that we teach inside of Boss Babe. So it's those three elements, your offer, your funnel, and your traffic. And so when I scaled to my first seven figures, it was one offer, one funnel, one traffic source. It was all organic and it was for a $29 product. And all I did was I I reverse engineered. Okay, I want to hit a million dollars. Here's the price of my product. Let me reverse engineering, knowing what I know about conversion rates, how many people need to enter into my funnel. Therefore, how how much traffic do I need to drive? And that exact strategy has generated multiple eight figures for us in the business now. And, you know, in, in, in clients' businesses that I support. And it really is that simple. Yeah, I love that too, though, because number one, you did it differently, right? I think a lot of the times we hear when wanting to launch or sell something, we have to build our audience. We have to do a lot of that work in building our audience. And it can be very discouraging, especially if you don't have a large audience. And so the fact that you have been like, all right, I may not have this big audience at the time, but I'm still going to move forward with that product, I think is huge. And I think it gives business owners like more hope of like, okay, this is possible to where I can scale and I can hit the numbers that I want to hit consistently, despite the audience size that I have, which I think is so important. A question I have in a follow-up of term with your offers, exactly how are you figuring out that it is a good product fit? Like what some things are you doing to really make sure that you, this is this offer is something that I know for sure my audience wants and that they will purchase? Well, yeah, I'll answer that. But going back to what you said about building an audience, I would love to share because I think this is a place where people get stuck. There's only three types of traffic source. There's only three types of audience. And whenever you're thinking of your traffic source, you need to decide which one of the three. Do I want to build my own audience? Do I want to buy an audience? aka doing Facebook ads or something like that? Or do I want to borrow an audience, which is collaborations and affiliates? It's the only three audience types that there is. And so some people might think they've got to build their audience. Well, they don't. They just have to pick one of three and you choose which one of three. And I've seen incredibly successful businesses built off of all three. There's no right or wrong way. So when it comes to dialing in your offer, 
first of all, most people will have a sense of what they want to sell, something that they can sell that's going to work. They should have that as a foundation. What is it that I'm best positioned to sell? But then you really want to think about how am I packaging it in a way that's digestible, understandable, and appealing to my ideal client. Ideally, you know, you as a founder know exactly what it is that your ideal client wants. And if you don't, that's a disconnect first that you need to go on. So you need to go and do that research to understand your ideal client. And then coming up with an offer is simply matching a solution to to the pain points that they have. And then of course you can go down the line of all the psychological things that you want to consider with naming, pricing, guarantees, deliverables, all of that. But that's really secondary to being able to provide a solution to your ideal client's pain point. Oh, I love that. And I think too, I have heard that too with launches that instead of, you know, building your own audience, which is still great, you've seen success in all, but leveraging other people's audiences, I've been hearing more about that strategy and how successful it's been. So again, I think it gives business owners like, okay, I don't have to have this large audience. I don't have to have it all figured out. I can absolutely work with what I have and be strategic in the decisions that I'm making. And I think too, um, into the point with your offer, we hear this consistently all the time of really just knowing who it is that you're speaking to and serving an ask asking questions if you're not sure. like And to your point, like, yes, we all have a general idea of what we want to create, but essentially, like, are you doing the work to make sure and bringing your audience alongside you in that journey to make sure that what you're creating aligns with solving their problems and making their lives easier? So I absolutely love that. And I think that's helpful. Another quick question I'm really curious about is I hear this sometimes too, like, are, do you ever beta your products, like put your products in beta or are you just like going in and just selling it right away? Yeah, I always do that. And it can look a different, it can look different each time. So often I will come up with the concept and I'll interview my ideal clients. And if I think they'll be a fit, I'll sell it to them. And if they buy, great, that's a signal that it works. And if they don't, it's a signal that something's wrong. That's one way that you can beta test. Another way is, you know, if you're delivering, say, a service you really want to beta it to make sure it works. Or if you're delivering a course, you should beta it to make sure it works. And going through with people live the first time to actually get those results. And if you're noticing people are getting stuck on module two, that it's not landing, something's not happening for them, knowing you need to create extra curriculum around that and build on it. I think we should do whatever it takes to build something that actually works and be able to sell something that people are going to buy. Oh, yes. Okay. That's so, so helpful. I think, again, it's just reminding of like, like I said earlier, bringing people into the journey with you and asking because they can absolutely make this offer the best that it can possibly be. I think sometimes we get stuck as business owners that this has to be perfect and then I'm going to launch it. And then you have this expectation that you're going to make this boatload of money. And so again, I think it's let people see the imperfect product because you're building it for them. They're the ones that you're going to be helping. So let people see it, bring them into the journey and then refine your product from there, which I love. So another question that I do have is like, where do you see the common areas where business owners are struggling with in order to scale to like seven figures, even just six figures, seven figures, whatever their financial goals are? Four things. It's either one of the three I already mentioned, the offer isn't right, they don't have a funnel or the funnel's not converting or they aren't driving traffic. That's the three main business things. The fourth is mindset. And often they're not in the mindset of what it takes. They're not being resourceful enough. They are not going out and seeking the information that they need. They're not being willing to test. They're not being willing 
to be seen failing. So it's always one of four things. It's your offer, it's your funnel, traffic and mindset. If you have all four of those things dialed in, your business is going to work and your business is going to be able to scale. Because ultimately, you should be able to answer the question. If I say to you, what needs to happen for your business to double, you should be able to answer one of those four things. I need to double my traffic. I need to get my funnel converting at twice the conversion rate that it is. You know, it's going to be one of those four things. And I generally don't see it beyond that. Of course, there's situations when you get into team and things like that. But if we're talking about more getting your business off the ground, it's one of those four things. Yeah, I think number one mindset is is so, so key. And I'm so curious to know with how with you as you've done multiple launches. And I think, I, I feel like no matter how long you've been in, in business, um, we all struggle with imposter syndrome. We all feel like, you know, that we can't do this or fear sets in and it really, really debilitates us in moving forward. What are some things that you do with your mindset just to be able to keep pushing forward, to be able to keep seeing results? I think as founders, we have to prioritize ourselves and our mindset mm-hmm. really above so many different things. And there's so many different ways that you can do it. You know, reading, listening to podcasts, getting a different perspective from those kinds of things is really important. Uh, Therapy, coaching, talking to friends, being in masterminds, whether it's peer mastermind or one that you join, where are you able to go to have dialogue around what's coming up for you? And then are you willing to do the work around it? I think at every single level, as you're growing your business, you're going to hit what you call an upper limit. There's Mm -hmm. always going to be an upper limit. And so what are you doing at each upper limit to overcome it? In your first couple of upper limits, you know, you might be able to solve that reading books, getting different perspectives, listening to other people's stories on podcasts, learning that, okay, I need to be resourceful. I need to be willing to see a different way. I need to believe myself. But then also how are you backing that up when you hit upper limits? Are you regularly in therapy and talking through those different, those beliefs that are coming into your mind? Do you need to get yourself a coach? Who can you get in the room with that can actually understand what you're going through? So for me, I have such a, beginner's mindset always and I'm always wanting to get around people that can support me in leveling up my mindset and being able to work through those blocks because they're always going to come up Um, but I think if we don't work through those we'll constantly be the people that keep ourselves stuck a lot of people have these big goals and they have the idea that their foot is on the gas and then are going anywhere but subconsciously they have a foot on the brake consciously they want to hit those goals but subconsciously you know they're not doing the things that it's going to take to get there it might look like procrastination it might look like uh you know blaming the economy it might look like many different things but a lot of it can be subconscious yeah. And I always say too, like, you know, we are more than our business. We are, as business, we're multifaceted. And I think we have these big goals all the time. We're like, I want to hit this specific amount of revenue or get these amount of clients. And a lot of times we're not doing the work for when those things do show up. And then a lot of business owners do get overwhelmed and, and a lot of business, they end up, their businesses end up failing. It's because you're not taking care of your mental health and being in that mindset that you need to be, to be able to receive those gifts that are coming to you. And so I, I, I just love that you, that you pointed that out because I think when we think about, I always say things, everything in life comes at a cost, right? So when we think about these things of like, I want to hit this big number and I want these really big goals. Okay, great. You hit it. But then how is your health? How is your relationships outside of that? So I think again, just, I think just to be an all rounded, healthy business owner and just individual in general, you have to do those work, those inner workings to be able to see the success that you want to see. And so I love that you hit that. And so another question I have too, is even just breaking down your funnels, right? Where do you, how, I guess more so just kind of more details on what your funnel has looked like. 
Yeah, I mean, we have many different types. If anyone is listening and wants to deep dive this with me, um, DM me the words fast track at I am Natalie and I can send you tons of information on on going deep on those. We have many, many different types, but one of the ones that's working for us best right now is we use an organic viral content social media strategy and we use ManyChat along with it. So ManyChat's an automation. People can comment a word and they can then get an automated DM. So we do organic viral social media. So we're getting that content seen by a lot of people. Just two days ago, we posted one that got 6,000 comments. So it's really getting it out there and hitting that viral kind of reach to be able to get that amount of comments. Because again, that's the traffic piece. So my traffic piece there is organic viral style content Mm -hmm. then the funnel is they dm the many chat word they go into a funnel where we'll show them a webinar and then they'll get an email sequence so it's really really simple and that's the best way we've run you know so many different iterations of funnels but that's the one that's working best for us right now yeah, ManyChat is still reigning supreme. And I have been seeing, we've had multiple guests on the show that have been seeing just such an increase in revenue coming from social media alone, specific, obviously Instagram, since that's where ManyChat, that's the only place you can use ManyChat. But I think again, you know, because Instagram is still such a hard platform to really navigate these days. But again, it's like you can use ManyChat that really just makes it a lot easier to be able to connect with your audience and get those sales because you, they no longer have to leave the platform. You're literally being able to serve them as best as you possibly can. So all that to say, y'all, if you're not using ManyChat, <laughs> you need to today. <laughs> but yes, we will absolutely link what you just said with Fast Track into the show notes as well, you guys. So definitely make sure to check that out. And so I think I love that. Do, do you still, you said that webinars are still working the best for you. Has that always webinars been the, the main top thing that has worked really well for you in regards to your funnels? Yes, but only because that's all we've prioritized. Prioritized. So there's so many, Mm -hmm. I I talk about with your funnel, I teach what's called a 4C funnel. And one Mm -hmm. of the C's in that is a conversion event. Mm -hmm. And one of your conversion events could be a webinar. You could do challenges, you could Mm -hmm. do boot camps, you could do live in-person events. You know, there are so many different ones and I wouldn't say one works better than the other. I wouldn't say webinars work better than challenges. What I do say and what I teach my clients is, you get to pick one type of conversion event and master that because every strategy works if you're willing to put in the work. And so for me, I just decided, you know what? I love doing live trainings. It's such a good time for me to connect with my audience. I get an hour to 90 minutes with them. I get to deliver tons and tons of value. It's a great place for us to connect. And at the end, I get to tell them about my product. And if they want to buy, great. If they don't, that's also fine. But I love doing that. And I know other people who have the exact same success with challenges, other people with live events. So there's no right or wrong way. For us, it was just, this is the one that I feel most connected to and the one that I want to study. But like I said, every strategy will work if you work it. Yes. I think, again, that's such a great point of that you have, number one, leaned into more of your gifts and the things that bring you joy within your business, right? You're like, I love being able to connect with my audience through live webinars. So let's choose that one. Let's lean into that and let's master that. And I think, again, it's a good reminder that you need to really look at your business as a whole. What is the data showing you? You also need to really lean into the things that are going to bring you joy within that. What are the things that you love to do? And pick that in terms of when you're creating your launches and your products and all of that. So I love that. Because again, what can work for me may not work for you and vice versa. So I love that you just gave that as a reminder because I think that's so, so key. When you see a business owner that's really successful, you're like, I want to do exactly what they're doing, exactly how they do it. And it just, it doesn't work that way. And so I think that's such an important thing to remember as we're, we're building our own things. And so I'm really curious to know how 
as you have learned so much and you have multiple um, different products and funnels and all of that, where do you see now? Do you see where you have systems where you can improve or like where, where are you struggling with within your own systems right now and what do you plan on leaning into? Yeah. So we've now been in business probably coming up seven years. And over that time, we've really built onto our offer suite and built funnels and all those things that are working for us. That feels like that was a major part of the business. And of course, I'm always thinking about what's another product that we could bring out to serve our audience. How can I add great content into the products that we've already got? I'm always thinking about how I can make the business better versus getting distracted with shiny objects and what's next. I'm always like, how can I double down on what's already working? Okay, great. We have the biggest membership in the world for female entrepreneurs. How do I make it even better? How do I double the size of that? So I really try not to get distracted. And I try to just, even if it's 1% better, 10% better, how do I make it better? And I'm obsessed with those details. So that's part of it. That's where I, I spend a lot of my time And then second to that, you know, at this stage, we're just always thinking about hiring really great people. And so a big part of my job is hiring really good people. It's seeking them out. It's hiring. It's onboarding them successfully. It's bringing them into the culture and coaching them into being able to take on things that I used to do. And that is a really, really big part of when you're scaling a business. How are you able to delegate and take things off your plate. I call it promoting yourself at every single level. How can you continue to promote yourself so that you're able to delegate effectively and then spend time doubling down on the needle movers and the things that are really going to work for you. So that's where I would say my focus is. Yeah. And I think I'm really curious to know too, with even with scaling with hiring, because, you know, a lot of us are solopreneurs. A lot of us are really interested in building a team or maybe we have small, a smaller team. And what has that process with you with hire, with hiring, right? Like how did you know like which one was going to be your very first position, especially as you continue to grow and evolve? How do you know like, okay, this is exactly with what I need help with? Delegation, I think is, we say it, but I feel like it's a lot uh, harder <laughs> than it seems to being able to let go. How, and now obviously you have a much bigger team, but when you were first starting out, how did you navigate those challenges? Yeah. So there's a really good book by Dan Mortel called Buy Back Your Time. And I recommend anyone who is wanting to make their first hire, read it. Because what he talks about is your first hire is not just a role that you're hiring. Okay. I need to bring in an assistant or I need to bring in a social media manager. You really want to think about all the things you want to take off your plate. And that becomes the job description of your first hire. And really, I think that's a great mindset to have as an entrepreneur, as you are growing your business. How can I continue to promote myself and take things off my plate, bringing in other people to be able to do it? That's one set of it. And then on the other side, when it comes to delegation, you know, it comes to what I was saying at the beginning, but you can't really bring someone into your business and expect them to do something that's never been done before, unless you're hiring at a really, really high level. You know, we often... I see all the time people will be trying to grow their own social media and it's just not working and they'll think hiring a social media manager is going to fix all their problems. But they're coming in with no roadmap, no playbook, no advice to give to that social media about here's how it works in our business. And so having those playbooks already in place, I think is really, really important. How does your business function? How does your business run? Because if you can't answer those questions, you can't expect anyone else to do it. So it's really important that you set people up for success when you bring them into your business. Spend 
spend time onboarding them, spend time showing them how the business works and what they could do to really move the needle. Again, if you can't answer for your own business what the needle movers are, we can't expect team members to answer that either. So I really think about it that way, but that's a really, really good book as a place to get started and just constantly think about how can I promote myself and free up my time? Because the more time you free up, the more that you can actually work on driving the business forward as the founder. Yes. Oh, that's so good. I think, again, to the point of, I love, well, definitely also too, like I said, you guys put that show that book in the show notes because I'm like, that's just so valuable of how can we buy back our time. But it is, it's really difficult. I, I've even learned of myself, if I've just brought somebody on, it is a lot difficult leading than I realized. I'm like, oh my gosh, because I have assumed sometimes that people will view things the same way that I do. And like, and it doesn't work that way. You really have to actually make the time to onboard them, to share the vision about your, whatever your business. I think a lot of the times we just assume that people care as much as we do about our business. And it's like, no, you have to make people care. Um, and so you have to put in the work for them to do that. And so I, I think that's just a really, really great reminder, especially even if you have a smaller team or you are a business owner wanting to bring somebody on, really setting them up for success so that things can be running while you're doing the things that are actually going to bring in the revenue so that you can keep um, growing. So I love that. That's just so important. And I think really, I'm really curious about because you shared this on Instagram. You are consistently bringing in a certain amount of income per month and like it's not, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not stressed about it. <laughs> um, and so you said that you used a tool that generates you $2,739 a day. Is it a day? I think it was. What tool is that? I'm so curious to know. Yeah, that's, um, that's one of our tools. So it's generated that, that much money really essentially every day for the last six years. And that's a funnel. So mm -hmm. that's the sales engine that I was talking about having your funnel tied to an offer, which is tied to a traffic source. There's one mm -hmm. way to do all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what we've used from day one and we'll continue to use that sales engine in your business. It's so hard to replace. Yes, I just, I, but I still love that that's being honed in home, right? A funnel, you guys, like literally taking the time to building an offer, getting to know your audience, really creating that sales engine. So then like, you know exactly what your numbers are and that one traffic source I think is going to be so, so important. And I think, again, it just takes, I feel like in a sense too, it just, um, to me, just hearing some of it, it just... I felt relief because I think sometimes as business owners, when we're like, when we see people that are so successful, we are literally in our mind thinking that this is going to be like a really complicated answer <laughs> of how they've been able to garner their success. And I'm like, no, it's all about simplicity. If you are feeling confused or stuck in your business in any way, shape or form, simplify it as much as you possibly can. Simplify it and move forward from there. But I think again, like what I've just taken most from this conversation is just simplifying things as much as possible in your business is so key to growth. It doesn't have to to be complicated. And I think that's just such a great reminder. So but yeah, I loved that. <laughs> um, so another question that I'm really curious about is like you talk about a freedom-based business, right? And I love that again, where I just mentioned earlier that we as business owners, we are multifaceted. We need to be more like well-rounded in that balance of, you know, our relationships, our mental health and all of that. So for you, how have you continued to create more of that freedom-based business for yourself? Yeah, I, I think it's really important. Now I will say I support women in building freedom-based businesses. It's not for everyone. You know, a venture-backed mm -hmm. business probably isn't a freedom-based business. And that's probably a choice that someone's making because they're looking for that exit down the line, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. a freedom-based business to me is a business that allows you to choose how your day looks, to choose what kind of freedom that you have. And freedom looks very different for everyone. 
for me, you know, I'm in a season of early motherhood right now and that's my priority above everything else. And so I like to build my business around that. And so having a freedom-based business to me is about having a sales engine. It's about having systems within the business that have the business run on rhythms. So you know predictably what's happening every day, every week, every month. So I really think about it like that. It's, you know, with your content, how much of a rhythm and automation do you have around that? With your audience growth, how do you systemize and automate that as much as possible? Your sales, how do you have an engine around that so you're taking the guesswork out of it? Systems, what systems can you put in place in your business that actually free up your time? It's crazy how many people will do the same thing over and over, day in, day out, that they could very much spend a bit of time systemizing and not have to do again. And then effective delegation. You know, I talk about at every level being able to pull yourself out of the business. That all to me is really important for having a freedom-based business. And it is absolutely possible. I will share, you know, in the beginning of your business, it's going to require a different level of hustle from you. You know, I'm not in the beginning phases of my business. And if I was starting a business again right now, and I am in the season of motherhood where that's more important to me, I would still prioritize freedom. So I'd build a little bit slower. And that's okay, but I think it's about being really intentional about what you want and what does freedom look like to you. And to some people, it might be like, freedom to me looks like working my ass off right now so that when I'm in a different season, I don't have to. And I think that's great, but I think you have to have intentionality around what you actually want to create and then build from that place versus, you know, I've been in the place too where I had absolutely no freedom with my business, where it was like this magic carpet ride that I was tied to. And, you know, the reason that I'm able to teach from this place is because I've been through it and I've seen the idea of not having freedom. I've seen what it looks like to be really tied to your business and I've seen another version of it. Oh my gosh, that is so good. And I think just such a great reminder of that systems, right? You have to have the systems in place so that your business is continuously running when you want to be able to live your life. I think that's so key. And we talk a lot about systems, but again, it's not the most sexiest topic, but it's like, what can you automate or delegate? And I think that's just so, so, so important and key. So that's just such a great reminder of like really looking at your roadmap, looking at your client flow, whatever that is, and how can you make this run as smoothly as possible so that you can also have that time to do the things that bring you joy and fill you up so that you can continuously be, you know, the best mother, that you can continuously be the best wife or whatever it is in your life that you you value, how can you, how can you do that? And so that has been, this whole conversation I think has been really great. And it's just such a, just an amazing reminder, even what you said earlier of just slow growth. I think a lot of the times when we see success and we see people that are successful, we assume that they just got there tomorrow, (laughs) right? They like literally within like not even a, a very short amount of time, but slow growth is amazing. And that's what's so key in building a sustainable business. And so like you have to really really be aligned in your values and be intentional about where it is that you want to spend your time and um, go from there. And I think we can compare ourselves so easily to everybody else, what we see on social media, but it's like, you know, put those blinders on and staying in your own lane and focus on you um, so that you can be able to build a business. So then you're not looking back, you know, years from now, stressed and full of regret. Um, you know what I mean? And so that's just so many key important things as business owners that I think we need to take away. So I have absolutely loved this conversation because number one, it's just reminds me just 
of simplifying just how simple things can be in business. You, it doesn't, you don't have to do everything. I think, again, if you just focus on that one thing and hone in on it and master it, you can see so many like great, amazing results. So the last question that we love to close out with is, what do you think is the biggest differentiator between the businesses that succeed and the ones that fail? I can definitely speak to it from a founder level because I think that's what I've seen the most. But I think the difference between founders who are successful and founders who aren't are the ones who are resourceful. I think very few things trump resourcefulness in business. And so if you are looking for a skill to hone as a founder, I would say it's that one. Mm, Yeah, I think as business owners, we we have to be scrappy. I mean, nothing is, you just have to figure things out constantly, right? Like whether, I mean, how many of us have been so like guilty of Googling stuff? I just remember when I first started out. But either way, it's like, are you willing? The answer is always out there. It's like, how resourceful are you willing to be? How scrappy are you willing to be? I don't know who said this, but somebody said that everything's figureoutable and it really is. And I think it's Marie just- Marie Folio. That's who it was. Okay, Marie Folio. Yes, everything is figureoutable. And that's just such a great reminder. So thank you so much, Natalie, for this conversation. I have truly enjoyed it. And for our audience, where can they find you to further connect with you? My pleasure. They can find me on Instagram at I am Natalie and the Boss Bay podcast. Yes, absolutely. And de- definitely y'all check it out because I have, I definitely listen to it. It's really good. And so thank you so much for coming on the show and everybody. Thank you so much for listening and until next time. That ends our episode of the Independent Business Podcast. Everything we've discussed today can be found at podcast.honeybook.com. Head to our website to access for show notes, relevant links, and all of the resources that you need to level up. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you never miss our future content. Drop us a review and leave our guests some love on social. And thank you again for listening.